Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to our latest episode of the RTGA podcast. Myself and Rory are delighted to be joined by Lee Keegan and Eamon Fitzmaurice, who is grinning from ear to ear. Cheshire Cat. Back in the All-Ireland <laughs> final. You were made work for it, though, Eamon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jackie, sure, look, at this stage of the season, when you're in an All-Ireland semi-final, of course, you're going to have to earn your place in, uh, on the big day. But um, to be honest, it didn't surprise me. You know, I've been... I've been a, a big fan of Derry for a long time, going back the last three seasons, I suppose, in particular. And <clears throat> what I felt with them is that if they brought their attacking game to, to the level that they can play it at, that they would trouble Kerry. And they did in the first half. They, were, they weren't they were as um, prolific in the second half. But uh, no, it was an outstanding performance from Derry and a great reaction from Kerry, <clears throat> a game that... Maybe they might have won, uh, you know, a couple of seasons ago. They they found a way, and it was uh, it was a satisfying win. It's a great way to to, to win a game and going into another and find on the back of a win like that. Yeah, definitely. And look, he was asked before the game, Lee. You know, he was saying, "Oh, you know, be patient. It's not going to be a classic." The first thing when he walked into his press conference yesterday was they said, "How do you feel now?" And he was like, "I'm glad I was wrong." You know, even yeah. he could acknowledge that it was a brilliant game of football. Well, in the first six minutes, if you told me it was going to be one-one apiece, I, I probably would have laughed and said, "Well, yeah, it would go away if we got that before half time." Do you know what I mean? That and that was the nature of the game we were kind of expecting. But I, I have to say, even between the two games, I know we'll talk about the Dublin again, but I have to give full credit to both Derry and the bravery and the courage they've shown in in terms of how they went about their business, trying to take on Kerry and, and Dublin respectively. More so, probably Derry because they had to change so much. And I know we've been praising about their attack and play all going together, but I, I love the way they're kicking the ball, they're going direct. And I thought Garrett McGillis in, in particular was sensational. He he went down the, the throat of um, Kerry on numerous occasions, could have finished the, goal, the game with three goals, sorry. So, but on Eamon's point, I think <clears throat> for Derry, I thought first half they were sensational, kicking 111, and, you know, they looked really in the driving seat. And it's funny, Eamon, I actually thought they created some brilliant chances in the second half. I just don't think they had the clinical um, finishing that we associate with the first half. Even if the like one key moment I looked at yesterday was Ethan Doherty had a chance to put them three up before Kerry went on the five in a row, four in a row blitz. If that goes over, you're potentially looking at a different game. And people are quick enough to t- talk about the Joe McQuillan incident around Stephen O'Brien. I think, take that out of the play. I think that's yeah, that's one moment, but I don't think it dictates the game. I think if Kerry take t- or Derry take two or three more of those chances in the second half, we could be sitting here this morning discussing a different outcome. But just to go on the whole positive, I think the game was a brilliant advertisement. Uh, I could watch that game every day. Uh, and that's what we associate with football. Open, attacking uh, football players, you know, positivity, risk, and just going for the juggler. And what more can you say about Kerry, I suppose, as, as Eamon Luta, the reaction. And, and with that guy in uh, in the full forward line, um, he's just unstoppable when he gets into that form. Yeah, I do feel for Derry though, Rory. They've got to be thinking they threw the kitchen sink at, at Kerry. Lee is right. If they put that ball over the bar, that's nine minutes to go and they're three points up. Completely different game. I think they will feel this morning, God, they really missed a massive opportunity to be in an All-Ireland final. 
Huge, huge, Jackie. The the only like I mean, leave out the Shane McGuigan free at the end. They only kicked three points really in the second half when it mattered. Only two points from playing the whole of the second half. That's not going to be good enough to win all Ireland semi-finals. And they can bellyache all they want about Joe McQuillan and you know decisions here and there. I just felt that like and and the gas thing was they created a, a huge number of goal chances as well in that second half and just didn't take any Shane Ryan was outstanding by the way yeah, Shane Ryan superb. was one Shane Ryan was one of the candidates for man of the match for me now I know it's very hard to take it off David Clifford <laughs> when you score nine points like but it's it's you know I don't know how many saves did he kick a point as well a beautiful yeah. score himself from play you know, goalkeepers kicking points from play is just no nobody bats an eyelid at that anymore. I find that extraordinary. That's because none of them none of them play in goal. You know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Shane Ryan is a corner yeah. forward, is he for his yeah. club? Is he so, aiming? Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he plays. He got man of the match in the All Ireland Intermediate Final in last January for Rathmore, playing playing full forward for for Rathmore. So yeah, he has. Yeah. He has the ball skills. Yeah, I just think it was, it'll definitely feel like an opportunity missed. Like you do have to bear in mind as well, their age profile and some of their key players will drift on another year when they go back to try and face into a Division One league campaign with a very small squad. That has to be um, goal number one for Kieran Mina or whoever happens to be in charge is to put more depth because you could see they were definitely, the tank was emptying towards the back end. Connor Glass had one of his quietest games all year, but not surprising given the programme that that man has gone through from Glenn all the way through to the All-Ireland semi-final. I don't think he's had a break in maybe eight or nine months. The one, and and look, I, you go back into a Division One campaign, it'll be their first time in Division One for a few years. They'll then face back into Ulster and then they'll have to do it all over again in All-Ireland. So it feels an awful long way back right now for them, given the chance that they had yesterday. That's going to really hurt them, I suppose. They did have Kerry there for the taking. Kerry didn't really play well, certainly in that first half, but recovered and... Um, yeah, look, I just yeah, it's 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 it sets up some All Ireland final now. Rory, just can I just say, even on that point, I think I mentioned you yesterday. What was probably it's going to be really disheartening for Derry was uh, their performance, and we questioned their Cole Park mentality trying to get that big performance. You take their semi final against Gala last year, and and how poor they were, and this year they nearly had the perfect game plan. Yeah, second half kind of skewed away, but yes, that's going to really hurt them because they did so much right for so long, uh, and really trouble carry for a huge period. And, like if you look at the whole game as, as a full, you know, Kerry got the best themselves probably for four to six minutes towards the quarter four and they still pulled away and towards the end. So I think, yes, Kerry will will be delighted and there's so much to work on for two weeks' time, but Derry will leave yesterday with so much heartbreak because they did so much right for so long. Would they, they not say, yes, though, sorry. that they... Sorry, Rory, I was going to yeah. say, would they not say, though, that they did get a performance? You know, like the, the thing is, last year they didn't perform at all and they were like disgusted with themselves that they didn't have the Croke Park thing but actually yesterday you would argue they were the better team they just didn't win and I think that's why it's going to be so hard for them to pick yeah. themselves up because they did so much right and all the talk for the last couple of weeks is around this Dublin uh, Kerry final which has materialised of course but I mean Derry went in there on the back of a really poor quarterfinal performance against Cork so I, I think they're in a really good position a really dangerous position for Kerry when they're facing them so as I said Derry did so much right for so long and they maximised everything and, and as probably Rory said, they probably just ran a bit of steam towards the last quarter um, and that's why it's going to be such a hard couple of weeks and months of reflecting when they when they look back in that game and think of the chances they had, the opportunity missed and potentially all Ireland final at stake for them. So, um, But full credit to them. Listen, they went for it and that's all they can ask for a team but they will believe yes, they're really good. Why did Kerry sit off, Eamon? 
Why did they hand Derry so much possession, certainly right up until we'll say that last quarter? I mean, it just seemed to me, like given how economical they are with the ball, why wouldn't they have forced them to maybe get the kickouts into a more contestable zone and make that a bit more of a contest? I mean, would there be would there be a sense that they maybe feel they might have had an edge on midfield? I don't know. Possibly, I'd say, Rory. Look, I think there was a bit of scar tissue possibly from the game in Killarney against Mayo when, when Kerry did go after Colin Reap that day and um, Matt Ruan, Dermot O'Connor, uh, Jack Carney, they did a field day that day in Killarney and Kerry were very open and vul- vulnerable. So I think there was a bit of an element of that that they weren't going to be getting caught wide open at the back and they know with Connor Glass and Brendan Rogers that they are very strong in the middle of the field. But I think after the performance of Jack Barry and Dermot O'Connor yesterday, it'll give everyone a bit more confidence in terms of going into the final and going after Cluxton, you know, in stages and trying to take the game to Dublin. But I think that when Kerry had to go after the game, it suited them. And, you know, after half time, they were more aggressive all over the pitch. They were tighter. They were contesting everything. They were putting pressure on the Derry passes in the first half it was on Derry's terms and you know not to labour the point I think that when Derry looked back at it Kiramin even said it himself afterwards they felt that they had the perfect game plan which they had but it's about executing it and in that second half uh, you know in a a kind of a close enough period Conor Doherty had a wide Ethan Doherty had that wide Kiram McFall had a wide Gavin White had a great block on uh, Lachlan Murray uh, Niall Lachlan had a wide uh, outside of the goal chances you know that they, they had those points that they should have been chipping in the first half their accuracy from play was 75% in the second half it was 21% yeah. and that, that, was, that was the difference because the thing with those scores was as they were tiring those scores would have given them energy and would have given their support energy, whereas it was the opposite that was happening. They needed energy, and instead it was being sapped out of them. And you could you could see Kerry, you know, growing into the game. But look, right up to the end, it was it was fine and hairy from a Kerry perspective. It was just I think they just had that bit of know how and experience built up from last year, how to get it done coming down the stretch. But um, when when Jack and the lads look back on us. While they'll have been delighted with the resilience and the you know the know how to win the game, there's 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 a lot to work on for the final as well, and they'll be well well aware of that. Yeah, I tell you, you said it was hairy. I was watching it in the box. We went into Croke Park with the lads. I had Tomas O'Shea on one side of me, the Gooch behind me, poor Damien Comer, who'd never sat in the studio, had to listen to the two boys. I thought they were going to go over the hoarding. They were roaring so much. I think he was like, Jesus, is this what it's always like? I was like, no, it's just when Kerry put themselves in this position. It's it's Um, about time Gooch is getting animated. Oh, he was. But I tell you, but that'll give you a sense, though, Lee, of, of the like how fearful they were that it could have slipped away because Eamon is right if Derry took their chances that's one thing but I think what was most impressive by Kerry is who stood up you know Clifford is not only just kicking outrageous scores which he does for fun but he's also back in his own half collecting ball he's right on his own end line you know at the dying minutes of it it's those those old dogs who were in it who were really like coming through like the Stephen O'Briens or whatever as well it was a lot of the Kerry key leaders who did really stand up too 
I think we'll everyone talks about Clifford and he he was majestic I said there's no question. But I actually thought Stephen O'Brien made such an impact That's after right. that time. He had two or three turnovers that just set the tone for Kerry, got them going, and then I haven't seen Stephen O'Brien kick too many of his left aim in now in my time anyway, but he kicked an absolute peach of a score at a crucial junction. He won the free controversial lot, but he he was involved. He was involved a lot of the good stuff Kerry did in the second half. I thought Gavin White, who's really underrated as a footballer myself, I rate him so highly as a footballer for Kerry. I thought he was magnificent. And even the ball, the one thing I liked about Gavin, like he could have played safe. He seen Shawnee O'Day make a brilliant run. Now, I don't know who was marking him, but he, he gave that 30, 40 yard pass. And that was kind of the seal in the game. I thought, I think Shane Ryan is one of the top keepers in the country. So they got really top performance from the key guys with a lot more to give. And I thought Shawnee O'Shea yesterday as well. He, his last two games have demonstrated how key he is to Kerry. Um, if he's not firing the way he is, I think Kerry struggled a bit. I thought he was brilliant in the in the stretch as well. So a lot of their key guys stood up when needed. And I, I think the biggest impact was their bench again. And David Clifford mentioned that that we, we said Derry are very slim in terms of what they have coming off and and, and they're probably retiring because they're keep using the same guys in the same minutes. So I thought Kerry's bench made a huge impact. Tony Brosnan probably a bit disappointed. He had two shots that that, that he will be disappointed in, and that, that could have maybe given less game time for two weeks' time. Um Michael Burns come on, did well, got on a bit of ball. So they had lads that made big impacts at big stages. So that's a huge plus to them. But again, I think you take Clifford at that team. I mean, he's just absolutely. I mean, Chris McKay for me is one of the best man markers in the country and still couldn't get tight enough to a guy of, of that caliber. And I think the higher the caliber for Clifford, the better he wants to play. Not only just in the attack in front of you mentioned Jackie, he wants to get back, he wants to have his team, he wants to lay down a marker, he wants to be the leader of that team. And yesterday he just epitomised everything that's good about his game and, and why he plays for Kerry in that manner. And and Jackie, the one thing I'll say as well from a Derry perspective, it is very important too, because you we've seen this through through football history. And I'd say, look, yourself and myself, Jackie, come from a county we know better than anyone, and I'm sure Lee will probably attest to likewise. Like you kind of have to keep knocking on these doors before eventually one of them opens. You know, I think, I don't know, was it uh, in the middle of the noughties that Cork makes six semifinals and three yeah, finals, yeah. last 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 two finals and six semifinals before finally getting over the line in 2010. Lee was being in however many finals. You've got to keep, like, it, what would be a shame and from a Derry perspective now is that they would drift and that they would take this, you know, and the team might necessarily drive on. They've got obviously another minor All-Ireland in the bag. They won a one as well a couple of years ago. The club scene is very strong, as we know, with Glenn getting to club finals. So the foundations in Derry are fantastic for them to go on now and to really establish themselves at the top table because the quality of player that they do have, they showed it yesterday. I wasn't expecting a good game. They they basically proved all the naysayers and the doom mongers like myself wrong because they just yeah. I mean, the quality of their play was just outstanding I just felt that they did run out of juice and I think putting a bit more depth into that panel for 24 would give them the platform to really drive on because they certainly have they haven't they have they have a they have the quality of player to to get to get over that next hurdle which is to make it into a final yeah, no doubt. They about have it. the players coming as well, Rory. Like exactly, yeah. won, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They won yeah. two minor All Irelands. Yeah. You know, they did good under twenty team this year, minus Owen McAvoy and Lachlan Murray. They yeah. could have probably gone further. So, um, they've been doing well at schools again. So they they've they've a crop of talent coming. So they'll they they will be a force over the next couple of years for sure. But yeah. they need more depth, Eamon, wouldn't they? Wouldn't that be fair? Yeah, and that's definitely. that. That's the thing. Managing the transition from the underage into the senior setup now of those players is going to be that work starts today 
for for I, I presume Kieran Mina will be staying staying there because he he's done a great job and yeah. that that work starts straight away. De, you know, deepening the squad. He even kind of half mentioned it himself afterwards without saying it. Uh, baldly, but um, that's that the you know in terms of the SNC of those those younger players and getting them ready to get up to that Division One standards, they need to be at it straight away. Yeah, I'd imagine they'd be begging him to stay. What about the other game then? When you look at that over the weekend, Lee, I look at Kerry Dublin final. I guess you're right. That's probably what the purists wanted. But you got to give credit to to Monaghan. I know in the in the run up to it, it seemed like everyone in Monaghan was saying they're being patronised and nobody's given them a chance. I think when it came down to it, they threw more at Dublin than maybe even Dublin were expecting on Saturday. Definitely, and I think Dublin kind of looked shell shocked to be honest. That's Again, man, were that brave, going man to man, pushing up uh, and attacking them in the manner they did. And I, 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 funny, Jack, I don't think we were patronising in, in a sense because if you go on statistics and form, I mean, it, it pointed plainly to a Dublin win. Uh, and you look at Manon's form, they were only 6-14 and 14 this year, scored very lowly, uh, hung on in Division 1. So, I mean, it wasn't that we were patronising, we're just purely based on performance and where Dublin were coming off a massive performance against Mayo. And, and it was a no-brainer to take Dublin. So, they pretty quite in all of us after the weekend in terms of what they did. Um, and like, if you told me they were going to be 12 all with 10 minutes to go in a semi-final again, you probably would have said absolutely not. You know, I, I would have backed up and probably by, by 10 before the game, if I'm being honest. But like man, I've done all year, they, they shut us up. Uh, they went about their business again. Same with Derry. I, I love the fact that Manon adapted to the game. They didn't just play this fail safe or they're setting up to, not to lose or not, not even to win. So, they went man to man. They were brave about everything, and they had goal chances again. We're talking about goal chances. Cluxon again has a clean sheet, but but Madden cracked them open two or three times and had huge opportunities. And probably the biggest one was Ryan McNeese's in the first half. Listen, it was a great block by Mick, Mick, the Fitzsimons, but if it slipped the ball down, Hanlon on the right hand side, you know that's a different game again, uh, and we could have been again discussing something totally different here this morning. But just on some of their old war horses again. I mean, everyone has already talked about Manzi and and his performance and, and what an absolute brilliant footballer he is. Again, he demonstrated why he has been one of the all-time brilliant forwards and one of the best kickers of a ball in the, in the country I've ever seen anywhere. So, um, yeah, listen, they, they went out in their field and, and that's a huge testament to Vinnie Corey. Um, he's been criticised. He's been... He's probably, we've, we've all said all year they're going to struggle, struggle, struggle. But yes, they're hung in there, they're hung in there, and hung in there. And they're right in the semi-final. So they're considered one of the top teams, again, because they're doing what they say every year and maximising what they have in the panel. He's done a great job with the Maiman, hasn't he? He has, and he's a, he's a great manner as well, Jackie. Yeah. You know, he's very, he's understated. He's he's smart as well. And you know that right. they have, they've we've made the point before that they've adapted depending on the opposition. I mean, if you look at their performance in the Ulster, I think it was the semi-final that they played Derry, where yeah. Derry just picked him apart yeah. and absolutely put on an exhibition of, of attacking play that night. And then when they played them in the group stages of the All-Ireland series, where they drew, there was a massive change in, in Monaghan's approach and in the way that they played. And, uh, you know, to be able to coach that kind of flexibility into a group uh, is, 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 is testament to them. And uh, they did. They got so much right the last day. They needed those goal chances in the first half. They needed to take at least one of them to, to you know, to give themselves a chance to to see it out. But you know, as Lee said, when you know, when again, similar to the Kerry game, the Dubs always over the last ten years or so, they have the big men to step up when 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 the the gun is to their head. And James McCarthy did it against Mayo. 
Uh, he was very good again the last night, but Brian Fenton, when the yeah. game was there to be won, he just he just grabbed hold of it. He was incredible. I mean, the, the point he got himself where he went to ground yeah. and sprung up in one in one movement, he'd remind you of uh, an NBA player that he's <laughs> he's huge, but he has this athleticism and flexibility and power that he was able to get up off the ground and drive it over the bar and that set the dubs in their way that was a huge score so um they were yeah they were they, they were excellent coming down the stretch but they were led led, led brilliantly by brian fenton the last night yeah i, w- I would mind loads of them mohan was marking for that stage as well and <laughs> mohan is no small man either you know and he just fended them off and, and just whipped it over the bar brilliantly yeah i thought it was a fantastic point yeah, man. great 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 point Ah, he was class. But like that that's that's the point, Rory. You know, much like Kerry, Dublin were going to need that because Monaghan threw something at them that they were not ready for. And it's no surprise that it was Fenton, McCaffrey, James McCarthy, you know, these lads, because you know, if you were going to drag them over the line, you'd want lads who have a bag of all Ireland medals in their pocket to be able to find a way to do it. And Michael Fitzsimons, I thought Michael Fitzsimons, yeah. particularly in that first half. I mean, I don't know what age that man is. So I just thought he was absolutely immense. Just and like he's a very clean player. Like for an inside, somebody as a member of the inside full back lane, he's reasonably Lee doesn't clean. agree. Re- reasonably clean, okay, <laughs> right? He does generally play the ball, not the man. I I find because I spent a lot of time watching him. I I find him fascinating because I I'd say he must be thirty four. Yeah, um, I think Rory. could be 35 like wow you know I think he's there he, like he's going for nine as well like this is just an extraordinary extraordinary career and yeah. it was outstanding it was just in worth the entrance fee alone and um I did pay for my ticket on Saturday night I went in <laughs> so I, I know listen it was it was I really enjoyed it one thing that at one point I think that might be important that people that might have been watching at home wouldn't have necessarily appreciated was how 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 powerful the wind was but not only how powerful it was how much it was swirling now it was absolutely swirling a hurricane then you throw into the fact there was a huge issue like i don't know had it rained solidly in certainly in dublin for maybe three days and i'm talking torrential so the pitch was soaking now right um, they obviously played the Talchin Cup beforehand, which cut the pitch up quite a bit. And what was really noticeable for me in that first half was it was it felt like a game that was almost played in wintry football conditions, which was obviously going to, I think, help Monaghan and le- level the game to a certain extent. It definitely meant that the ball wasn't sticking to hand as much as it should have been. You had situations where, boy, I saw Stephen Cluxon flap one. How, how often have we seen that? A couple of kick, a couple of his kickouts just went out over the sideline. It's very rare that he does something like that. So there was a sort of a stop-start nature to the play. And there was a lot of Dublin supporters sitting around me getting really frustrated. And when you're a neutral in a situation like that, you can kind of take a lot of these things into account and say, hang on a second, these are difficult conditions to play, the sort of silky football that you might be ordinarily expecting. But um, from a Manahin perspective, like I think it was, you know, look, Lee mentioned it, 12 all, 10 minutes to go. I felt at that stage what they probably needed, again, was a lucky break, like a, pe- a dodgy penalty decision, a long ball into the box, a miscommunication and a goal. And I think then 
you know, but I still got this sense sitting there watching it with 10 minutes to go that Dublin would just have enough. And of course, they called the, Cal- the cavalry on, which they've called on all season. Kieran Kilkenny made a huge difference coming in for Scully on the back of the black card. He will start the next day. And I think that's another really big bonus for both Dublin and Kerry going into the semi-final in that they were tested in ways that will have really fleshed yeah. out selection issues for both managements. I think Scully will have lost his place and I yeah. think Kilkenny will come in. I think Stephen O'Brien, the only issue that you might have with Stephen O'Brien is there might be a sense in him and would be better to a judge on this. Might be a sense with Stephen that maybe 70, 75 minutes isn't necessarily, you know, maybe Stephen doesn't have the engine for that anymore. But I think what more can that man do to get a start the next day? And you'd be brave not to not to gamble on putting him in from the from the off. But I think from both management's point of view, they couldn't have asked for better, you know, proper tests, um, games that were right in the mix right to the very end. And you mentioned earlier, Jackie, it's the final that everyone wanted. Well, not for people involved in Dublin GA clubs who now have to be responsible for dispersing tickets because it's already started. I just got text here and I saw it from a Dublin guy. I said no. That's when the crack starts. Because yeah. look, let's call a spade a spade, Eamon. You know, it, it, it is probably even what Kerry people wanted. Maybe it, it, it would have been a, they might have enjoyed a final against Monaghan, but I think they will really relish a challenge against the Dubs in an All-Ireland final again. Yeah, look, of course, Jackie. Um, I, I, Kerry haven't beaten Dublin in All Ireland finals since nineteen eighty five. No, which is mad. Yeah, there hasn't there hasn't been that many finals in the meantime because we played them a good few times in semi finals and yeah. what what have you. But um, Dublin won in 2011, 2015, 2019. So Absolutely. there's been those there's been those finals in the in the meantime. So. That's that's obviously going to be a huge motivational factor, and you're going to have the 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 drive to try and achieve back to back, which is is achieving back to back all Ireland's is an incredible achievement, and because that Dublin team were so good for the last decade, they kind of um they tore up that. I mean, previous to that, only Kerry did it in six or seven, and you had to go back to Cork in nineteen ninety prior to that to show how hard it was to do it. So um, there's going to be huge motivation there, and obviously, then from the Dublin point of view, they have there. There's a revenge factor there from last year. They yep. feel that you know they were within a point. They were missing Conor Callaghan. Since then, they've got back Cluxton, Mannion, Jack McCaffrey, um, James McCarthy is captain this year. Conor you know, Callaghan so, is fit. Uh, Conor Callaghan is fit, fit this year. So yep. they've you know they've a lot of they've a lot of things that they will feel is going in their in their favor as well, but. I do think that the pendulum has swung a bit and I do think it's more even yeah. than than it was yeah. even in 2019 where, you know, there were times we were coming up against Dublin even when I was involved in the management side and we needed to play close to or absolutely at the top of our game and we needed them to play slightly below, um, you know, to, to, to beat them. And we got close a couple of times, but we didn't we didn't get it over the line. Whereas I think now it is really, really even, uh, you know, between between both sides for, for the game in, in two weeks' time. How closely do you think Dublin are right now to that peak performance of like the the, the best that we've seen of them? I, I, I don't think they're at that, that, that level, Jackie, that they were. Um, I think that crop of players are just different uh, because they're on such a momentum train. Um, 
they're not far off it. I, I just I, I still find it hard to probably classify this grade versus the old grade. I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of new guys that have come through, um, and I just think it's very hard to compare. I don't think it's like apples to apples with this team versus that great Dublin team. And also, like we see some traits, and we've seen the band come back together this year. But I think they're back together to, as Eamon said, to get that revenge factor. Um, and it's very hard to compare that team to this team. Like when when Jim Gavin had that team in particular, they were just even their bench then compared to now. You're coming down the stretch against Dublin, and you're in the game, but you're you're praying to God that they might have a slip or a, a, a malfunction. Them guys come on and they just arrive at home, and that that's always been the difference. Where Dublin now, yeah, their bench is good, but it's not as stacked as what it was before. And I think Kerry know that now, and I th- I do fully agree that I think the game is is more even than it ever has been. Um, and just on the t- I suppose the motivation factors, you know, listen, I think from a Dublin perspective. A few of those guys who want to create history, uh, James McCarthy, Fitzsimons, you know, they will only get the ninth All Ireland. I think it'll be such a sweet way for, I suppose, even James McCarthy and I was talking about during the week. What a, I think he's probably Dublin's greatest for me. Anyway, just looking at him, I think they follow him into into absolutely every battle because they know what they're going to get from him. But as captain, I think it'll, it'll signify his absolute greatness to that Dublin generation and what he has done. So I think there's a huge lot of motivation factors there. A guy that we haven't touched about is funny, actually, and I was watching the weekend, and even against Mayo, we all talk about Khan James. I think Cormac Coslow has found a new lease life in the last... superb on Saturday. Brilliant. I thought, if you're looking for a guy to lead the line, like, I mean, some was point-taken on, on Saturday evening in them conditions was just phenomenal. And even against Mayo, it's only himself and Basquiat in that first half that, that really hung on to Mayo and kept them in the game. And as a result, then they, they drove on. But I think Cormac Castle's form has been really underestimated uh, in the last couple of weeks. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And it's given the likes then, the Conor Callens, the Kieran Kenny, Paul Manning. It's not been a time away to, to, I suppose, reflect on themselves. But Cormac Castle is picking up a lot of slack for those guys at the moment. And, and it's going to be very interesting how he's going to go into the All-Iron final in that form. Yeah. Look, that's one to watch. I mean, I also think the battle for footballer of the year, Rory, is just going to yeah. be great. Like McCarthy, Clifford have at it like this. Like, I do think we are going to get maybe not a final for the ages. God hope we get the weather that will actually allow them to play football. Yeah. But I think even for the battles of football of the year, these kind of things, we're going to be talking about some of these guys in that context as the greatest of all time. That's the great dichotomy of this final in that you're going to probably see some incredible individual displays. But on the flip side of it, I think one of the things that makes it fascinating for a lot of the neutrals is there's big flaws in both teams as well. And I think that's probably pay, yeah. pay, that's probably played a factor in leveling out the playing field, to so to speak, between the two teams. I mean, none of them have gone through the season, obviously. Dublin haven't been beaten in the championship, but they drew with Roscommon. Kerry obviously lost to Mayo at home and uh, Dublin, as we saw during the league, kind of played in fits and starts in different times, lost up in Derry. Kerry obviously didn't win a match away from home. So there's, and then you, you look at even within game to game, both teams, like, they're none, no, neither team has kind of put a 70 minute performance. Well, you could possibly say Kerry maybe against Tyrone the last day, in fairness. But even Dublin, the first day out against Mayo, like for the first 20, 25 minutes there, there was a, there was a sketchiness in their play. And there was similarly that again on Saturday night just gone. So I think there that adds to the level of intrigue and what will probably feed into the, the the build up in a big way in that it makes it so difficult to call. I think there's a huge evenness there. But look, I know I know it's a long way out, but I do think this like if Kerry this what a chance for Kerry. 
you know, yeah. like Kerry have suffered. Like if you think, right, and I'd have a fair idea of Kerry football, I mean, a small bit of an idea, right? If you think that last year's victory over Dublin is going to sate the pain that Kerry have been inflicted over the last 15 years by this Dublin team, you're sorely mistaken, Jackie. I, that, I, will, that, that will not suffice for Kerry. Like, they want I, I, more. Don't worry. I, I know the pain. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will want more. But yeah. likewise, but likewise, Dublin are going to say to themselves, just like what Eamon said, like, you know, like we went out there half a team. I know that's a bit an exaggeration, but we went out there last year and we were missing some big guys and we still ran these guys to a pint and look at the way they celebrated. Like, and they're coming back up here now. We'll show, ah, look, it's just set up. It'll have all the, it'll have all of the usual, you know, naysayers out there going, here's RT again, bigging up Dublin Kerry, but it's just, it's the fixture. We do it for a reason. You know what I mean? It's the fixture in Gaelic football. And whether the neutrals or whether anybody else likes it or not, that's just a fact. Yeah. Eamon, can I ask you one thing that Jack O'Connor raised yesterday? And you know this more than anyone from being on that line. He was talking about just the mayhem inside in Croke Park and how difficult it is to get messages on the field. And he was making the point afterwards that they should actually introduce a mechanism to be allowed to do it so that you don't have to go Machiavellian on it and create your own ways of getting messages onto the field with getting fellas to go down or whatever. But I did think, particularly given the final we're going to have, how loud it's going to be, how just raucous the whole atmosphere is. I think there's merit in what he's saying that it must be, from your point of view, when you stood on that line, how challenging it is in that environment to be able to, to talk to lads, to be able to change the pace of the game, to deliver tactics, whatever the messages you need to get on are. Oh, it's impossible, Jackie. It's a, I saw Jack at one stage towards the end. I think he was trying to tell Body Clifford to come out and play centre forward. It seemed to be what he was trying to. I, you know, just looking down from above at what he was trying to get in. He couldn't. He was. He was. He was roaring at them for um, a good thirty seconds, and no one, no one heard him. Eventually, David Clifford was close enough to him that he heard him. But I think you have to come up with the mechanisms that. Uh, with Limerick, um, I, I Gerard Hegarty often comes over towards John Kiley or Paul Kinnerk because he's playing at wing forward and he gets the message and he passes it in then and they pass it around. We used to, so I remember even being involved at club level last year with 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 Fossa. We were playing uh, the county final against Lestroy in Fitzgerald Stadium. And, and because and because Clifford and because Clifford was playing, there was probably yeah, 20, yeah, 25, yeah, yeah. 000, 25, 000 people at the match. But between <laughs> the crowd, wind, everything, the lads couldn't hear us at all. So for the rest of the games, we had a system where whichever wing back, wing forward was near us, um, you know, during the course of the game, that was the person we gave the messages to, and they'd they'd pass it in. But like that was at, at intercounty level, it might be different, but it was it was imperfect. I remember there was one of the lads, I won't say who it was. We were given a message to the wing back to give to another player to to change his role, and your man was just having none of it. He was saying, "I was told to do this beforehand, <laughs> but I'm not changing." <laughs> that was it. So, uh, so it at like I said, maybe at intercounty level, it might work better, but it is it is a huge challenge to get to get messages yeah. in. There's no doubt about it. 
we used to target Jason Sherlock as the 16 man for Dublin because he used to come onto the sideline nearly act as a, a kind of a, a field there because if there was base or kick out, he'd be like this. But he's like, I'm giving him. I can do that for you as well. But are you allowed? Are you allowed a mere foreigner on the far side? Did I see? But like when I was at the quarterfinals, I saw Pat Gilroy um, running the Cusack. He's a mere He's a mere but he's wired. He's wired up like he's wired. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. what teams do. They wire up the Marish yeah. uh, Or if you're hurling, uh, you just wire up one of the players. Yeah. <laughs> Davy Fitzgerald style. <laughs> yeah. like, like, like a quarterback in NFL. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, come here. Before we finish up, just a quick word on the Talton Cup, which I have to say, Lee, was... I, I think in a lot of ways, maybe the 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 elation of Meath took me by surprise a little bit. I was looking at Sean Boyle and Colm O'Rourke yeah. just to see what it meant to them. I, I don't know. I, I knew, look, OK, this is an amazing win. It's great for Meath and everything. But I think the level of their celebration and how much it meant to them probably caught a lot of people's by surprise. It did, actually. Uh, and probably because they're underdogs as well. I think a lot of us had tipped down based on their, on their form coming into the final. But I think what I loved about me and the reaction was Cullum never shied away from the Talents Cup, never disrespected it, took with the utmost respect knowing that there was going to be huge um, rewards for it. And as a result, I think that was shown. And me have been starved of success for years now. Uh, and I think I, I was so happy that they, they celebrated in the manner. Similar to Westmead last year, it, it means a lot to a lot of people. Um, and I think it, the war for them now is they can go about their year now. Like if you look where they were in Leinster this year, how catastrophic they were in Division Two, nearly getting relegated. Like their year was always on a, a knife edge, and as a result, they put them out of their misery in Leinster. So I think where Cullen was to get them where they are now, and the rewards are just brilliant. They're, they're playing in Samwire next year. They can target Division Two. They can start bringing in more players now, and and, and look at what they have from a, from a depth point of view. But I think it was magical to see the like Sean Boyle there embracing it as well with, with kind of work. That, that, that's what the GA is about. That's that's what we love to see. And for me, and you know, for a guy I, I was delighted for was um, <clears throat> Donald Kogan, uh, a yeah. guy that I've actually played against and, and a new, number of times. And I, I know what he's given to me. I know the kind of player he is. And for me, he's one of the best wing backs of this generation as well. He's given so much. So it was it was a fitting moment for me to see him go up the, the home and, and, and lift the trophy. So Moments like that, uh, and and I just it was the life of how me just appreciate that win as a group, and, and that's a testament to Colm O'Rourke how he went about about going to get that get that done. So, yeah, you'd be happy for him, Eamon, In fairness, because you know he has been very honest about it, very open, convincing the players to stay around, and he's got the ultimate reward for it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Jackie. And I think at times, of course, Down wanted to win it as well when they got there, but I felt the messaging from the Down camp was a bit more you know, they felt like they wanted to be involved in the Sam Maguire competition. And of course you do. But at the same time, as 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 Lee mentioned there, that when me got, got, were in the Talton Cup, they embraced it. But the developments that will happen from now on as a result of the victory as well is great. And I'm not yeah. I'm not even talking about, uh, you know, on the pitch or in the gym. They're They're going to get a team holiday together. The bonding that comes because of that, the celebrations this week, again, the bonding that will come within the group because of that, that just makes the group stronger. And we saw that with Westmeath this year, while they were a bit disappointing in their league, you know, some of their league performances, we saw how tight they were as a group when it came to the championship and how close they were to progressing in the championship. So that's invaluable. And, you know, it just... It gives belief to the players in what in what Colm O'Rourke is trying to do as well. That he's, you know, when you win like that, 
it just increases the belief and the trust within the group. And while there might have been doubts earlier on in the year and are we doing this right and are we playing modern football at all? They, they proved that, you know, they had developed throughout the season and then, you know, the ultimate performance and some of the scores they kicked in the second half were outstanding. And as Lee said, it was fitting for, that Donald Keoghan was the captain as well and that he got to go up the steps because he has been an incredible servant to Neath. I think he's there going back as far as 2011. Yeah. Yeah, same year as myself, Eamon, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. guy that I play against regularly, and he always causes huge hassle. But just equally measured to them, like not to disrespect or not to mention them, but like Connor Lavery has done an absolutely sensational job with them this year. You know, you look at their 20 success at Ulster, you look at the campaign they had this year in terms of where they were going. That group is not going to go away. And I think he got really praised for the manner in which he allows his players to play his club as well. So mm-hmm. he, he's getting the best of them. And I, they're going to be another force to be challenged with. You know, they had a really good Ulster campaign, beat Donegal. So a lot of really good positives for, for Down. Uh, not the performance on Saturday, but but one performance shouldn't dictate what they're going to, I suppose, build on for next year. So again, similar column, it was a really tough rebuilding phase, but they're, now they're starting to see the fruits of it now. And I hope they can push on next year and challenge for Division 3 have another good ultimate performance and see what that brings them. And again, the players coming through that can hopefully add to that and, and bolster them up uh, in, in the year to come. Yeah. Last word to you on it, Rory. Disappointing performance from down, it has to be said, you know, because look, the lads are right. Conor Laverty has done a great job, but I think they will be disappointed the way the season finished, given the promise that they had shown early on. Big time. And um, I was, uh, I got in, I missed the first five minutes of it. So I actually missed the goal, but they replayed the goal on the big screen after we got in. And Jesus, what a terrible goal to concede. Now it was a fluke, but to come back off a post and bounce off a knee. And I think that was a key score because I think it was one, three to six points in a very, very poor first half by both teams. It should be said. Now there's no point in dressing that up. Now, having said that, it does go back to the point I was making earlier. The conditions were very yeah. very hard for good football at that time of the day it was you know it was it was if it was like the middle of november really i mean i was even thinking were they going to switch the lights on it was that dark and overcast yeah. and but um yes but the game dev- definitely did improve in the second half but it's a it is a bit of a it is a bit of a a bit of a blow to down because look they'll now they're in a situation whereby if they do want to get back up to the sam mcguire level football they either have to get out of division 3 or uh, get to an Ulster final and getting to an Ulster final these days, as we know, is tricky. Yeah. So don't worry, don't worry. they should target Division 3. There's no reason Division 3, yeah. That's, but you're going to have Westmead. Like. You'll have yeah. Westmead in there. You'll have Clare in there, I think, mm-hmm. depending on who Clare appoint to take over them. Um, I think Clare will improve as well. I think Clare aren't going anywhere and they will definitely be one of the teams that will want to come back out of it. So there's no gimme. I mean, you, I would have actually felt, given the, the cast of candidates in Division 3 this year, that Down might have had a better chance. It might actually be a little trickier for them next year because Westmead now will have to go all out. Their Sam Maguire ticket is no longer valid. So they now will have to go all out. And it could be quite difficult to get out of that division, but that has to be their target for 24. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, look, lots for us to pick over when we get to that point. But before that, we've got an All-Ireland football final to look forward to. We will do that in two weeks' time. We've got an All-Ireland hurling final next weekend. So myself and Rory will be back on Thursday to look ahead to that one. But for Lee and Eamon, thanks a million for being with us. And we'll talk to you very soon. Oh, there's the whistle, it's over.